0: for Medic Monday. <laughs> Medic Monday. <laughs> like, oh, he's like, what are you doing to my
1: song? Uh, all right. So we, obviously we have some news going on today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Bama has been missing in action. Yeah, where is he? Well, apparently we have been told that He went to Camp David um, for a two-week vacation while (laughs) Afghanistan is being uh, retaken by the Taliban.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: Convenient timing, uh, I would say, that right as he decides to go on vacation for two weeks, uh, we pull out all of our troops from Afghanistan. The Taliban take over the country. Uh, Joe Biden goes and he's having ice cream and, uh, we have somewhere between 10,000 and 40,000, uh, us citizens and other people in the country trying to leave. hmm Uh, talk about a disaster. Yeah. Totally. So apparently I just saw this come across. Biden is going to return to the White House and he's going to have some kind of a press briefing at 345 Eastern uh, this afternoon. Oh, really? And uh, I'm sure he'll read a prepared message off a teleprompter and then promptly walk uh, away and not answer questions. Because there's going to be a lot of questions from the press, and I'm sure he doesn't want to answer those questions. (laughs) No, pretty sure he does not. So Afghanistan has turned into a, a, a nightmare. Um, you know, by design, I'm sure, uh, the, you know, this, this was predictable. We've got, this is Obama, you know, three Obama's third term in office, mm-hmm. which to me, it looks like the 16 year plan to destroy America is back on track. Um, and, and you know, people are speculating why would Obama withdraw all of our troops, allow the Taliban to take over. Uh, allow the Afghan army to to fold, and allow the Taliban to take all of our military hardware. Well, um, obviously we know that uh, Biden is is a, a puppet of China. Yeah, and I'm sure that China is has something to do with this. Uh, the Chinese government uh, either last night or early this morning recognized the new Afghan government. And Afghanistan is rich is a country that's rich in minerals. Yeah. um it's a pretty primitive country but they've got vast uh, resources under the ground all kinds of minerals, uh, metals, precious metals, rare earth metals that are used you know in semiconductors and electronic applications. so um, I would imagine that one of the agendas going on is that China is going to move in uh, some mining companies, and china will reimburse the taliban give them some money so they can buy rockets uh guns military hardware while china then mines uh all, all the whatever they need out of the afghan countryside probably
0: yeah yeah
1: i think i think that's one of the agendas and then i suspect um the second agenda is probably uh well you've we, we now know that they're going to be moving trying to relocate as many as thirty thousand Afghan refugees mm-hmm. into our country, yeah, so if you think about the open borders bringing all these people in uh, from all over the world into the United States, flooding us with with people from all over the country all over the world um, it's, it's another move to destabilize, destroy uh, U.S. sovereignty, dissolve our borders, uh, and move us closer to that uh, borderless one-world government that they keep on pushing and driving us toward. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's their plan, the plan to destroy America and to destroy the world. Um, so we're seeing some, some pretty interesting things happening. Uh, a lot of people are frustrated and angry over this. Rightfully so. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think it helps to realize that all of these fast moves that Obama and Biden, Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, uh, Samantha Power, and all the other uh, puppets that are working for George Soros, they're trying to bring all this stuff to pass as quickly as they can. <clears throat> they're in a race because the. Um, the report on the Maricopa County audit is probably going to drop next week. Um, it's you know it's the last week of August. Next week, and we've been we've been told that their their Senate is expecting the final report on the audit uh, by the end of August. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a couple of different people out there that are saying the report's ready to be published. And when the first audit report comes out. Uh, that shows fraud, I'm sure it will. Uh, that creates a problem for Biden. And, you know, we've got uh, things moving on in Georgia. So, as far as the Georgia um, election is concerned, Judge Amaro is has slated a hearing for the third week of September for Garland Favorito's lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And Ruby Freeman and her friends have been added uh, to that lawsuit. I saw that. Um, and, and that that lawsuit is is gaining steam. So uh, Raffensberger and Brad Kemp or Brian Kemp are trying to do everything they can to throw roadblocks in the way of a forensic audit in Georgia. But I was listening to the war room this morning, and one of the women who's an attorney in this uh, case with Garland Favorito. She says that uh, following the September hearing, uh, so Judge O'Meara is going to to hold a hearing in September. He's going to hear all the objections, all the motions from both sides on this issue with the ballots in Georgia, Mm -hmm. and then he's going to make a ruling. Um, They're they're trying to get uh, a look at 140,000 ballots in Fulton County, and this attorney believes that Judge Amaro is going to rule in their favor, and that is going to probably be the kickoff that will start a full forensic audit in Georgia. That's her words, not mine. Mm-hmm. I think eventually we're going to see an audit, a full forensic audit in Georgia. It's only a matter of time uh, and a matter of how is that going to happen. And I think that uh, we're, we're getting closer, although, you know, secretaries of state all around the country are trying to stop these audits. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I think it's going to happen. So there's there's some action. It's, we're moving toward in the right direction in Florida. Uh, there's some resistance to what Doug Mastriano wants to do in Pennsylvania. Some of the Republicans uh, in the legislature are not fully on board. And if you live in Pennsylvania or you know people who live in Pennsylvania, it would be a good idea to light a fire under those people and get them to call. The Republican members of the Senate call and email them, especially the government oversight committee, because they need to support Mastriano and what he's doing with the audits in Pennsylvania. I wanted to talk a little bit about Florida. Uh, Talk about Florida. Yeah, your state, Greg. Um, There have been a couple of your state reps. uh, uh, Anthony Sabatini, I think, is one of them that have proposed doing a forensic audit in Florida. Yeah. Sabatini, if I'm not mistaken, proposed auditing the five largest counties in Florida. And your Secretary of State, Laurel Lee, is dead set against any kind of audit in Florida. Yeah. And Laurel Lee is going to have some huge problems on her hands if she does not get on board with audits. Um, I, I know that there are people out there on Telegram who are pushing this story that DeSantis is the one who's not supporting the audits. That is absolute BS. Yeah, Laurel Lee, the Secretary of State of Florida, she is the problem. Uh, don't listen to what Ghost Ezra is putting out there on Telegram uh, throwing shade on DeSantis. DeSantis is a patriot. The yeah, problem is. is the Secretary of State. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to be getting more information, uh, about th- I think, about Laurel Lee in the coming days and, and her, her agenda. I think she is another uh, Katie Hobbs. Uh, I, I think she and uh, what's-her-face from Colorado, um, th- they're all cut from the same piece of George Soros bought and paid for Secretary of State, who were paid uh, to make sure that the elections, the election steals went off as planned, and nobody would do an audit afterward. Um, so, I, I think we have one more person to that's on our radar. And that's and that's uh, your Secretary of State in Florida. Uh,
0: well, you know, I mean, they're coming after Florida for all kinds of
1: reasons right now. Uh, that's true. That is true. So we've got two hundred and fifty-four people in the chat now. Hey. I'm digging it. It's cool.
0: I'm digging it too. I'm not digging all the trouble that we had this morning getting this thing out there. but Yeah,
1: yeah by the way, I apologize for all the troubles uh, with the, the first attempt to live stream. Greg was having great audio when he did his Devo this morning. And then when he added me onto the live stream, my mic was working and then his audio was gone. And we tried to restart yeah. a number of times and he couldn't get the audio to work.
0: Yeah, it was like, as soon as I brought you in, I was like, we cannot have this broadcast going on. (sighs) But But thank God for Jeff and CloudHub. I mean, now we get to try out the meeting feature.
1: Thank God for Jeff and CloudHub and the meetings feature. Um, I I had uh, some troubles getting my Supernatural Saturday broadcast going on Saturday, but I did get it going. And we got a bunch of people healed. By the way, I don't know if you saw this, but in the chat on DLive, uh, someone in there said that they watched the replay of my supernatural Saturday broadcast and their shoulder got healed because yeah. I was praying for people in the chat and a whole bunch of people got healed. Shoulders healed, elbows, wrists, knees healed. Um, so uh, God is still healing people. Yes. He and, and, and and I'm loving it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know. I, I don't know what the issue is with Wirecast or with DLive, but we, we have CloudHub now as a backup, and I don't know if it's going to become our main thing. It might become the main thing from, from this point forward if they keep on messing with things. Um, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the chat feature moving over onto the live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll be a, a very good uh, option for us going forward. I'm just doing like a regular live stream, having chat there. We can answer questions. We can pray for people. Yeah. Kind of like how it's supposed to be when you do a live broadcast. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. This is, this is working really well. And I mean, the chat is going over to the video here very soon. So, I mean, I think like the meetings, I think this will be like more for events and, you know, you know, like things you would use a zoom for, right. And I think the broadcast will be the broadcast still. So.
1: Yeah, well, what, I think that's that's a good point. Um, you know, meetings could be good. It could be a replacement for Zoom. And by the way, uh, we probably shouldn't be using Zoom anyway because uh, the technology is actually, it's Chinese technology. And I've read several articles that suggest that the data collected by Zoom is actually going right over to Beijing. Yeah. Um, and we don't need to be giving uh, the Chinese communist party, any more information than they already have.
0: No, not Um, at all.
1: And, or supporting their, their, their hardware, software, and their agenda. So, uh, I don't know if when I do zoom meetings from now on, I may not be doing zoom meetings. I might be doing meetings on cloud hub and then doing a live stream on cloud hub. Uh,
0: well and I think the 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 meetings on cloud hub, I mean you can you can do handouts, you can have breakout rooms, you can set it public, private, or uh you know, make it hidden. So I mean you could I'm looking forward to like canceling my Zoom membership to be honest.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I'm like, hey, here's a link to a Cloud Hub meeting, let's do it there. Um I'd be good with that.
0: Yeah. And and like like, I don't know if you can tell, man, but I mean, this is like clean. We're, we're on our own stuff. I mean, there's no heebie-jeebies or anything out there listening to us right now. I mean, we're...
1: Uh, right. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, I did have one or two trolls uh, drop in my, in my chat on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll have to figure out the moderation aspect of it if we want to have mods on and have them taking care of the trolls. But... Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that it's, um, it's a technology and a platform that our friend Jeff uh, has, you know, busted his butt to create. And it's not relying on Silicon Valley. It's not relying on, you know, um, the corrupt big tech companies. Um, it's patriots who believe in free speech. Yeah. Uh, and f- from, my, from my perspective, that's worth supporting. Oh, it definitely is. I saw someone in the chat said they just finished up uh, Craziest Adventures with God. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the book.
0: We're on some crazy adventures from God. What's that? We're on some crazy adventures from God right now.
1: Yes, we are. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, so notifications on CloudHub come if we have to send them out. So I sent out notifications to one of my groups on cloud hub. And if you're in that group, you would get a notification, I think on the platform. I don't know if those come in through private message, through the in app notification, if you have the mobile app, I'm not exactly sure how those notifications go out, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the, um, the, the platform is a work in progress. Uh, Jeff has his technical team working on fixing some of the bugs, making things smoother. They're going to have to fix the audio uh, on 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 the mobile app because it isn't working on some mobile devices. Hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, it's a work in progress. Uh, they're trying to create something that will replace Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Yeah. And they're not using DARPA funding to do it. Um, you know, we we. I occasionally hear people complain that, you know, they're not a big fan of CloudHub because it's kind of clunky and, you know, all this other stuff. Well, not anymore. Uh, Jeff dropped about a quarter of a million dollars just to do the video hosting um, part of the platform to make it legit. And, and they're not getting military funding. <laughs> they're not getting government funding. No. Um, they're not taking money from China. They're doing it with their own money. And they have not yet monetized the platform, so it's a huge investment. It's a lot of time, and it's. I think that they've made leaps and bounds in these last couple of updates to to the platform to make it a lot more usable.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. The
0: update that came out a couple of weeks ago, well, um, almost a month ago now. I mean, it's it's a total game changer.
1: Yep, uh, it, it is. It is a game changer. And I'm looking forward to, you know, I may start doing more live broadcasts. What? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm working on uh, the dream book. Yeah, give us an update on that. I know you've been hearing that for like three months.
0: Well, I mean, you you (laughs) did bite off a pretty big glossary that you've been working on.
1: Oh, my gosh. I got halfway through it, and then it sucked my will to live. And I was like, you know i would just rather play on telegram for a few months so <laughs> i've been i've been keeping up on the audit news and trying to keep people informed on telegram and i've kind of ignored um, the the dream book but uh, i took a little took a little break last week we're not going to talk about what i did but i came back um, energized and enthused and i'm back to work on the dream book and what i have to what i'm doing for those of you who don't know so it's a book on dream interpretation. The book is finished. The text is finished. Denise and I have to do some final editing. And I'm working on a glossary of of terms. So it's like a dictionary of symbolic terms. And I am, I'm into the M's now. And I'm making good progress. I'm motivated. Uh, after I'm done with this broadcast today, I'm going to get back to work on it and try to get it finished up. And get that book out, because it's holding up all the cool books I want to do. Right, a book on power and authority that is nearly finished, and I can't finish that until I finish up the dream book. Although I started the power and authority book before the dream book, so after after, <laughs> Biden, after Biden was inaugurated in January, uh, the news cycle just slowed down to a to a crawl where we were literally having like a two week news cycle. It it would be a week or two before any actual news broke. Nothing was really happening. So I went to work on some books. I started the book on power and authority, got about three quarters of the way through it. And I got on this rabbit trail about dreams as I was writing about power and authority. I was looking back over my dreams, my dream journal, and I just decided, boom, I'm gonna start writing this book. I'm gonna get this book shaped up on dreams. So I had kind of a, I had like a five thousand word essay that I wrote on dreams, back about ten years ago. And that formed the basis of the book, and it, so I started working on the dream book, and I actually finished that. And now the book on power and authority is like three quarters of the way finished. <laughs> I need to finish that up too. Um, and then, and then, uh, got some more books working on. So I'm going to write. A screenplay for a film. Yes. Uh, uh, and that will also wait. be a novel. Because I figure I'm just going to write the screenplay and the novel at the same time. Uh, my first shot at a screenplay. And about the 17th letter of the alphabet. Nice. Um, and <laughs> we're on Cloud Hub. You can say it. I know. I, I like the 17th letter of the alphabet. <laughs> too. Uh, that's that's a term of endearment for me it's not it's yeah. i'm not trying to hide anything right on uh and then i have a science fiction trilogy that i'm got cooking uh work on that i just have a lot of books i want to write and i can't yeah. write any of them until i get this dream book finished so that is my motivation for getting the dream book finished is i, c- I can't do any of my book projects until i get the, this dream book wrapped up and published yeah so hopefully we'll have that out uh, in the next month or two.
0: Well I mean that's like a that's like a pretty serious thing I mean we're writing a glossary and all that stuff is it is it like one of those things like uh, like the tedious part of web design and stuff for me was like you know how to put in all the content and, and format it and do all that kind of stuff is it kind of like that
1: where you're like it's tedious uh, yeah, yeah because I'm going through uh, one word at a time and I'm using four or five different uh, references. Um, I'm using Bible Gateway as kind of a primary reference. So when I come up to a word, right, let's say, you know, uh, whatever the term is, like lightning, right? Mm-hmm. I then go into Bible Gateway and I do a word search for the, for the word lightning. And I find scripture references where lightning is mentioned and put in the scripture references for that entry uh, and and um, build Uh, a list of um, possible interpretations, symbolic interpretations for the word lightning. Mm -hmm. Um, And and each entry has at least two or three possible interpretations, some positive, some negative. So I'm writing the interpretations in there and also putting in all the scripture references. It's just a lot of tedious work. Um, It's not like the creative process of writing. It's just a lot of tedious research. Uh, it takes a lot of time, yeah. and it's not the most fun thing in the world. But uh, I have to get it done, so uh, I get I get to persevere through it. But you only got what twelve more letters to go through, right? Yeah, it's gonna it'll go fast uh, yeah. once I get back in the flow. And I, I got has got to be short. Bit. Yeah, I got back from my break, uh, and, and I was pretty motivated. And I still am. Uh, I took a little time off yesterday because all this Afghanistan news was breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. Uh,
0: so when you say you took a lot of a little time off because the Afghanistan news is breaking, so what does time off for Dave look like?
1: Uh, time off is just being on Telegram yeah. and posting, uh, keeping up on the news and posting on Telegram. It's not. It's time away from the book because mm-hmm. I, I, on. Let's see what is today Monday. On Saturday, I spent most of the day working on the book. On Sunday, uh, everything turned to, well, there was a lot of news breaking yesterday on Afghanistan. So I spent most of the day keeping up on the news, posting on Telegram. Uh, I had a dream Saturday night that I posted on Telegram. Um, and and so you know, time away is actually um, time... On social media, where I'm, yeah, you know, putting out information for people, changing hats, changing hats. Uh, yeah, it's it's a balancing act. I have to balance my time between writing, uh, you know, corresponding email, uh, emails and prayer requests of people, and uh, and then putting out information on social media. Yeah, those are the and then occasionally cooking, uh, for Denise. Uh, which uh, which I get to do every night. Dave's the cook. So what did you I cook last night? <clears throat> I love cooking. Um, I, this I is do the side cooking.
0: of Dave we never hear. Let's hear. Let's hear about some, what what'd you cook last night? People are like this is what I turned into medic Monday for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to know what uh, Dave's cooking last night.
1: I cooked uh, breaded center cut pork chops with mm. um, gluten free breadcrumbs for the breading because Denise is gluten-free and uh, broccoli with a cheddar cheese sauce. Nice. And uh, I make the cheese sauce myself from cream, heavy cream and cheese. Uh, and I, I enjoy cooking. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I like it a lot. Um, Things because I never would again Greg, I'll, I'll make you a really good dinner. Yeah, okay. Well,
0: I will get to Arizona one day. More than just the airport. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll look forward yeah. to it. I, I I never would have kind of like thought of like I never even would have considered to think about Dave in the kitchen, you know? Yep.
1: I have a cooking blog. Yeah? Yep. One of the one of the best kept secrets. People who've known me for a long time and have like followed all my live streams, they probably know about it. Uh, but I, I have a cooking blog with a bunch of recipes on it. Um, what? Yep. Cooking was True, True story. Well, uh, after I got divorced, uh, back in well, like 10 or 11, 12 years, 13, It's I, I'm losing time. It was 13 or 14 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I got addicted to the Food Network for about a year or two. I watched the Food Network. Like around the clock, and I learned. Uh, I had always enjoyed cooking, but watching the Food Network, uh, Tyler Florence, Emeril Lagasse, Paula Dean, Rachel Ray, uh, I, I watched uh, like every episode of Iron Chef, uh, and watching you know all the different um, hosts on there, um, I, I learned a lot about cooking, and and I just upped my game a, a lot. And I really I really enjoy cooking and I like coming up with new recipes. So yeah, a side of Dave that not a lot of people know about. <laughs> so can we expect like a like a
0: like a storm cookbook one day, perhaps? Like a fun book like that?
1: How fun would that be, man? Ooh boy. You had to go there, didn't you? Well, I've never you thought know. Of, Yeah, I've never thought about um doing a a cookbook, but I could uh, I, I could do that. Um, yeah. I have to think about that and pray about it. All right. All right. Interesting. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Look, people are liking it. I'm looking in the chat, but I think, I think you'd have a, you'd have a, you know, a number one hit. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, think about like all the recipes that you could put in there, you know, like uh, like comfort food and and different
1: things. Like, yeah, and and, and the issue now is, I started this cooking blog years ago, ten years ago, and uh, my lifestyle has changed in the last year or two. Uh, yeah, Denise and I started doing the Atkins diet a couple of years ago, and uh, I'm. Basically, uh, on New Year's, of this last year, um, I've pretty much been doing the Atkins Keto diet pretty, pretty strictly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost almost 40 pounds uh, nice. since New Year's. And it would be difficult for me to put out a cookbook with all these pasta dishes and desserts, uh, key lime mm-hmm. pie, uh, that I, that I created years ago when, when I was eating all that stuff, which I don't eat yeah. anymore. Yeah. I don't eat desserts. I don't eat, uh, I really don't eat pasta at all. I don't eat pizza. I have a pretty, pretty strict diet right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I was going to do it, uh, a cookbook, it would probably be like a, like a, a keto cookbook, I think. Nice. Um, so, I'd, I'd have to spend some time, you know, researching and coming up with new recipes for like a keto cookbook because, um, I don't know, when, when you get to be a little bit older, your metabolism slows down and you mm-hmm. can't eat all the carbs that you did when you were 25 years old. Uh, and you have to kind of change uh, things if you don't want to be 300 pounds. And I was, I was well on my way to 300 pounds. Yeah. And I decided I wasn't going to go that way. What's wrong with people course. that are 300 pounds? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what's wrong with people that are 300 pounds? Well, I'm not six foot three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. And for someone my height to be 300 pounds is not exactly healthy. Yeah. Uh, my, my target goal, I, I was pretty close to 250. My target uh, weight is 190, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm pretty well on my way to get to reaching that goal. Uh, I feel a lot better, you know, I'm exercising and I'm eating better. Um, and I just, you know, I just made a mental decision uh, last year that I was going to finish strong. Uh, the last 30 years of my life are going to be uh, the best 30 years of my life. And uh, I just went through a a total change in mental attitude, uh, eating habits and exercise and everything else. And I'm going to, I've just determined that I'm going to maintain that the rest of my life. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat, you know. I mean, I'm not doing the Atkins thing because, I mean, that's just a... I don't know that and the keto. You know, I mean, that's a little, a little too loosey goosey for me. I'm, I mess it up all the time, but I am paying more attention to. You know, like I'm, I'm like you. I want, I want these last years of my life to be like the best. And I know good things are coming down the road for us. And and you know, we're in a battle too. So I want to be, you know, in the best shape that I can be too. So, yep. but I think that's like changing the focus of things. You know, we talked in the Devo, which is not connected to this as it usually would be. Well, we talked in the devo this morning about like changing our focus on things, and I think I think tuning into health and and things like that I mean somebody was like, "Oh God, I can't even believe you're talking about cooking right now, but I think if we you know we're in this battle, we're doing these things we're we're calling out these people we we got all this stuff we could we could focus in on that in the world, or you know we could focus on that inner journey with God, and then you know get some things to do, like taking care of ourselves, you know cooking learning how to cook, learning how to do different things. I think it's important for people to realize that they can have other outlets and pay attention to other things. I mean, what do you think about that?
1: I agree 100%. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's, it's really easy to, you know, you talk about comfort food. Well, you know, we all, we all know what comfort food means. Don't we, Ginny? I see Ginny in the chat here. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite uh, cooking friends, <clears throat> and you talk about comfort food. What is what do we mean when we talk about comfort food? We mean that when we're feeling anxious or stressed, or we, we feel emotionally up, you know, kind of off kilter, we look to food for comfort. Yeah, which is probably actually not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Jesus you know is our comforter. the Holy Spirit right. is the comforter mm-hmm. uh, we should be We should be seeking comfort from god and um, and i you know i 've been guilty of seeking comfort uh in food and other things in the past mm-hmm. and, and it only provides temporary comfort and then pretty soon you know if you look turn around and you 've gained fifteen pounds <laughs> because yeah. of all the all the comfort food that you 've been eating, yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're a we're in a spiritual war. We're in an information war. And, um, wartime requires us to be on top of our game mentally, physically yeah. and mentally. And we have a long way to go in this war. It's not over. It's not anywhere close to being over. We're, we're not even at the precipice yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're moving in that direction and the war is going to intensify. And I think we're going to see a lot more um, difficult challenges ahead. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, what happened in Afghanistan is just a small glimpse of what is about to happen, I think. Um, As the deep state tries desperately to regain control of the world system that they lost control of when Trump was elected, I I think the war is going to intensify. And I think that yeah. we need to be on top of our game mentally and physically. We can't allow ourselves to become sick, physically sick. We can't allow ourselves to become depressed and hopeless yeah. and, you know, wallowing in despair, which is what I see a lot of people doing in, in the last week. with all this news that's coming out, there's a lot of people that are giving up hope and, and they're showing signs of depression and despair. Well, yeah. we have a lot to be hopeful for. But that doesn't mean it's going to be all sunshine and roses. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, Obama and Biden and Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice aren't going to try to destroy this country. They most certainly are going to try to destroy this country. They're going to let refugees come in. They're going to open the borders even more. They're going to uh, probably force lockdowns, force more vaccinations. They are going to do everything they can to try to regain control and turn us into slaves. Uh, You have to get real with that because that is what they're going to try to do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're going to succeed. It means they're going to try to ruin this country. I don't think they're going to succeed. I think they're going to fail. Um, because weapons will form. Yes. That means they're going to prosper. Yeah, exactly. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Uh, the fact that they're going to put use every tool in their toolbox to try to destroy this country doesn't mean they're going to succeed. I mm-hmm. think there are enough patriots in this country who love freedom that we collectively are going to turn back and we're going to uh, cause them to fail. We have to be active. We have to be involved in our school boards. We have to you know, get elected. We have to become precinct committee members and we have to get involved in, in the process. The country kind of went down the drain uh, and, and we allowed um, infiltrators and insurgents to come in and take over these key positions because we were sitting back watching TV, eating our comfort food. Yeah. And, and uh, hoping that somebody else would take care of it. So well, true. somebody else didn't take care of it. We had infiltrators and insurgents came in and took over our country and it's going to be up to us to take it back. And I think that enough people are waking up that we're going to take back control of our country, but it's going to be a battle. This is not going to be something easy. It's not going to be something short and quick. It's not, you know, uh, a microwave victory for us. It's going to take a long time and it's going to take a lot of work and we need to be physically and mentally prepared for it. And so, you know, Um, my thing about, about keto is uh, I feel physically, I feel better Mm -hmm. uh, than I have in, in probably 10 years. Um, you know, the reason why I like keto, like I was, I just tell today, so I'm like shocked because somebody finally came up with a diet that I actually like. I can eat all the bacon I want, uh, sausage. I can eat steak, pork chops, hot dogs, you know, brats, whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a meat eater. I love, I love meat. Uh, I'm, I'm not big on vegetables. I'm not big on um, other things. I can live without pasta. After you give up pasta for a while and pizza and, and uh, desserts, you lose a craving. Yeah. It just goes away. It's hard at first. First, you know, two or three weeks, a little difficult, but eventually get used to it. And I, I really like this diet, and it makes me – it. it I, I feel good. Uh, I have more energy. Uh, I, I focus. I'm not having indigestion like I used to eat, uh, like desserts that had would have sugar in them, and I would get indigestion when I ate anything that had sugar in it. I just cut out the sugar. No more indigestion. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, my, Imagine my body that. actually does really well on, on the keto diet. Now it doesn't work for everybody. Um, everybody has a little different uh, different. Their body is made differently, and yeah. they're going to react differently to, to to different things. But I think. It's a good time for people to um, to find a, a lifestyle that works for them, and that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm working on that too. You know, I, I cut out soda, which was huge for me. Like that was always my go-to. You know, I haven't had soda since I was in San Diego. And you know what? It, at first, it was kind of like it was like one of those things where it's like, oh, I really want one. You know, it's it's freaking hot. But you know, like you said, uh, the cravings are going away now. I'm drinking like more water. I yeah. like unsweet tea, you know. I
1: also, I also gave up drinking. Uh, yeah. I used to have like one margarita. I'd go out to dinner with Denise and I'd have a margarita. Yeah. Um, and it's not just because of the carbs that are in you know, alcoholic drinks. Um, I was having some physical uh, problems with alcohol related to elevated liver enzymes, Mm. Yeah, I've I've had elevated liver enzymes for a couple of years. When I go in and get my blood tested, my liver enzymes are always high, and um, I I have a family history of liver uh, issues, and so I've never really drank much alcohol. Yeah, I was kind of a one drink guy. Like you know, I go out to dinner once a week, have a have a margarita. You know, that's about it. But I just decided to quit it altogether, yeah. and. You know, it's it's less carbs um, it's also you know I, 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 I used to have a lot of headaches like I'd drink one margarita uh, at dinner one night I'd have a headache for three days um, and it would that it was it was directly related to the alcohol um, since I stopped drinking margaritas I haven't had a headache <laughs> well then, so, there's your sign so, so there's your sign
0: yeah yeah
1: um, you know, See, when I quit drinking,
0: other people stopped having headaches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when now I'm drinking bump. club soda with lime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I bought a bunch of limes, and I just squeezed some limes and throw it in some club soda, and Denise, Denise got me hooked on club soda with lime. I really like yeah. it. Uh, it's got, like, no calories, uh, no carbs. It's good for me. And, and so, you know, it's, it's just another thing where I just you – know, I'm going after this new lifestyle and i yeah. just feel really good. Uh, that's where
0: i'm at too. I'm not where i want to be, but i'm i'm certainly I, I feel like i started january 4th, you know, with the uh with the superfoods and all that stuff, you know, learning how to get that yeah. nutrient in at the cellular level. And yeah. then you know, the more that we're finding out about the you know, all this freaking virus crap and everything, man, you know, you know, protecting yourself at a cellular level that's like a really good thing. And then you know, Dr. Artist has got me on these vitamins and stuff now and I got to say, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm feeling fantastic. And like the mental clarity and like the, the physical endurance, you know, now I'm out there when I got to make phone calls in the afternoon, I'm out there doing laps and I'm walking around my neighborhood and stuff. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's coming at us. So, I mean, why wouldn't we want to be in the best shape, you know, going through it and then on down the line, like, You know, we were talking yesterday. This stuff, this stuff doesn't get wrapped up in a weekend. No, we're not gonna like on a Friday, like, "Hey, man, everybody's getting arrested. They're all going to Guantanamo," and see you Monday morning. You know, it's like it's not gonna. (laughs) It's it's, probably it's a long haul. Yeah, it's a long haul. So, I mean, we could start right now today. And, and start making little small changes, like just removing things from your life that, that are that are no longer, you know, giving you benefit. Is you taking Stopping a soda, stopping a margarita, you know? Yep. Little steps, one yeah. thing at a time. And a lot of the stuff that we look at for comfort food, I mean, honestly, if we really look at that stuff, it's all crap that they're throwing at us anyway. It's not good for us, you know? If we're getting back to... You know, more of the way, you know, God intended us to feed our bodies. We're going to be so much
1: better. Uh, I don't think it's, it's um, natural for half of the American population to have diabetes. No. Uh, but I think the last number I saw was about 150 to 180 million Americans uh, have some form of diabetes right now. That's almost That's half crazy. the population. And I don't think that's natural. And I think some people would say that it's actually intentional, that you've been sabotaged uh, by um, industry. Yeah.
0: Well, look at all the portion sizes, the supersizing, and like, oh, let's – Let's sit down and binge on the Food Network, Dave. I mean, you even fell prey to that, you know? It's like, you know, let's get like the American Idols and all this stuff up that's supposed to take your attention off everything that's going on, and then we're going to give you a huge freaking portions and come on, man, have it all. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely by design. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I am no longer buying what they're selling. Me either. I, got, I mean, like, this is my breakfast and my lunch right here. I'm like turning. I say it all the time, man. I'm turning into a new hippie. You know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm juicing again. I'm doing the super shakes, man. I got, you know, I'm even taking care of my skin a little bit better. Taking vitamins, you know. I'm all about the cannabis, you know, the CBD. So, you know, I'm totally getting away from all these chemicals and all the stuff that the world says. Oh, you got to take this. Not doing it. We still got people on D Live looking for us.
1: Tell him to get over here.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Somebody just said if you looked at IET 17 on Telegram. He's like, Woo, talk about somebody somebody getting set free. Uh yeah, he's he's pretty on fire right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. Like I was reading as he was going
1: through Genesis, what was it last week or the week before? And it was just like, dang, yeah. man, this is awesome. Yep. <clears throat> it's very interesting to see how the Anans uh have morphed and changed um in in, and the messages that they're putting out yeah uh he's he's definitely got a a good message um and uh yeah I've, i've been observing what's going on yeah well
0: we talked about that a little bit uh yesterday let's talk about that today like all the people through this movement you know, that have come to God that are like running to Jesus now. And they're like, they're totally like changing the way they're looking at things and the things that they're looking at and saying and the way that they're reacting and the way that they're leading. I mean, everything is just changing. There's like, I, I don't know. I think it's like, I think it's a beautiful thing to see all these people coming to God, you know, and not in a religious kind of a way. They're actually seeing the truth. They're, they're, they're breaking out of the narrative, out of the matrix. And
1: they could go anywhere and they're coming to God. And it's beautiful yep. to see. It, it is beautiful. Um, I just got a message from someone on Cloud Hub yesterday uh, who has been following CJ Truth on uh, Telegram. And CJ put out an invitation for people to uh, say a prayer and give their life to Jesus. And this guy did it. And he sent me a screen a screenshot. Of cj's prayer uh and he says hey i, I want to tell you because i don't have anyone else i can tell <laughs> about this I'm like all right well praise god there are a lot of people that are coming either back to god after walking away for a long time or people who are turning to god for the first time yep. because and i think a lot of it's because um our country now is is in this time of uncertainty there's never been more uncertainty about where our country is headed like we don't even know who the legitimate president is right now mm-hmm. you know like just think about that for almost what 240 years we've always known who the president was
0: yeah
1: and now half the country thinks that the current president is illegitimately elected that he that he's, yeah. A puppet installed by a foreign country, and right. is Trump going to come back? Uh, when is Trump going to come back? Um, when is Biden going to be taken out? Is is Kamala Harris going to you know assume power, and they're going to take him out by the Twenty Fifth Amendment? What what's happening? You know, uh, are we going to endure more lockdowns? There's all these questions. Um, <clears throat> is the government going to force uh, forced uh, vaccines on us, right? There's there's always questions and there's always concerns. And our future, I don't think, has ever been more uncertain. Mm-hmm. And all that uncertainty uh, is giving rise to anxiety and fear. And interestingly enough, it is causing a lot of people to turn to God. Uh, that is what the precipice does. Uh, and you can just see more and more people every day. They're a little freaked out, they're a lot of freaked out and they're like, okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go through this without God by my side, I think, is what a lot of people yeah. are coming, coming to the, um, that, that conclusion. So I'm, I'm just, um, I'm odd. Uh, like, you and I have known for a long time that <clears throat> the, the Great Awakening, uh, the exposure of institutional corruption Was going to lead to a spiritual great awakening, and we're seeing it Uh, as corruption is exposed, as um, the world falls—you know—well, the world's systems are kind of falling apart, and and all the all the decay and corruption is being exposed. It just naturally leads to a paradigm shift, Mm -hmm. And, and it it brings upon us the great awakening, and we're seeing it right now. And yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I mean, that's I don't the love fight. the fact that we might lose the internet. We could have power outages. Uh, we could end up, you know, at war. I don't love any of that. But I do love the fact that God is using it for a, re- a redemptive purpose.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, it's a fight. It's a battle. Good versus evil. So, you know. Yeah.
1: And, that, Every, and that's what a lot of people are finding out. Like. Uh, you know, I used to be an atheist, I know how it works. Um, if you don't believe in the existence of evil, then you don't really believe in the existence of good sort Mm of, you know, uh, those moral poles of, of good and evil are irrelevant. Um, but as corruption is exposed in the institutions of society, people are coming face to face with evil. For the first time, a lot of people are having to consider the nature of evil. And it's not a very far walk down the hallway. Once you open the door and go, oh, whoa, that's evil. Then you walk down the hallway to the next door and open the door and go, well, that's good. Well, hang on. There's evil and good. Like, who's behind this? And then you start to go in your mind mentally, okay, evil, Satan, good God. Okay, yeah, I I get it. (laughs) I mean, it's just... It's it's a natural conclusion that people will arrive at once they realize that evil really is evil and there yep. is a good force that opposes evil. And it's not, yeah. you know, some um, anonymous, uh, nebulous, you know, force out there in the universe that doesn't have a name. And the forces of good and evil have names. Uh, and there are specific people Jesus and Satan that are behind them. Yeah. Uh, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. You, you know, all the stuff with the kids and the trafficking and the satanic ritual abuse and the Vatican and all that's. So, I mean, it's. It's biblical. It's going to be biblical, right, Dave? It's going to be biblical, baby. Yeah. It sure is. Just tear the whole thing down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh. I, I love being in this fight, though. You know, I mean, and I wasn't an atheist. I mean, I grew up kind of going to church and, you know, I just I hated God. You know, I didn't think he was I thought he just had this mental checklist up there of of, of things that that you've done and, and like, oh, you're going to burn twice for this one, you know, and it wasn't until really Mike started MF his way through the Bible for me. You know, I mean, I got it in like the totally a different way than most people. But, you know, then I realized that it was all the broken and busted people and all the jacked up people and all the other all people that weren't like we we're talking today in the Devo about, like, you know, the foolish things of the world. And, you know, God uses to shame, the wise. And it's like, you know, there's so many people that have been pushed down by the world in so many different ways. They don't feel good enough. They're in this basket of deplorables over here or whatever. And those are the people that are rising up and that are doing great things for God, you know. Yep. I mean, you're sitting here with a guy that used to hate God and an atheist, just sitting here talking about the greatness of God (laughs) and how we're going to win this battle of good versus evil. I mean, you know. Yep. God has a funny sense of humor. He really does. But I I think that's like, like how could you not want to get behind something like that? You know? I mean, once you see it for what it really is, and you open yourself up to the goodness of God. And not only just the goodness of God. And and God comes in and he does his healing. He does his work and you know sets you on solid ground. But then but then not only that, like he has a plan, a specific plan for each and every one of us. And then you start thinking about like, oh well, no wonder like he knew exactly where in the timeline to put me. He oh, I got favor with these people. I got all oh, this and that. You, you know, you start to see this. You know, everybody. Like, and I I don't know, we don't, we certainly don't have time to get into the freaking plan at the moment, but like the more, the more I go down this road with him, the more I look back at my own life. And I saw somebody put it up in the chat, you know, my life versus, you know, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, you you know? And I, I think the further we go with God, we look back and we see these things, you know, it's like I was in a down. I was in a down moment last week. I mean, I was exhausted. I was tired, you know, mentally, spiritually, you know, and it wasn't that I never trusted the plan. It was like, I told Miguel for I'm like, there better be a plan, you know, but I know (laughs) there is, Uh, you know, but it's like you start walking with God and you start seeing the stuff in a totally different way. And then you realize that you're part of his plan. Uh, It's just, it's
1: beautiful. Yep. It is beautiful. God's plan uh, for us, for each of us, His divine destiny for each of us, is so intricate, so beautiful, and and, and magnificent. I mean, I, I, you know, it's coming out with all these you know different adjectives to describe it. It is truly incredible. Um, if you can find it, if if you're willing to spend time with God and ask him to show you his plan, show you your divine destiny, you will be amazed at what he will show you. Um, His plans for us are far greater than we could ever imagine. I'm still shocked. Every time God reveals like another part of my destiny and my plan, I'm like, really? Like I never would have guessed that. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Where'd that come from? And then I start walking in it and I'm like, wow, this feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his, his plan, his plans for us are amazing. And it's the, you know, the only thing that I think is sad is so many people don't really know what their divine destiny is, what, what God's True. plan is for them. They've never bothered to ask, uh, and never really sought God's, uh, counsel on what is that plan? What is that destiny? Um, and, you know, if you're, if you're curious, generally speaking, uh, your divine destiny and your divine plan is very closely connected to the things you are most passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I usually ask people a couple of questions when they want to know about their divine destiny. Uh, and one of the questions is, if you woke up tomorrow, and found that you had uh, a bank account with $10 million in it, that had been set up for you by an anonymous person, so that you didn't have to worry about money anymore, what would you do with the next year of your life? And when a person starts talking about the things that they would do if money were no object, they start talking about their passions, the things that they love the most, that's usually ends up being pretty close to their divine destiny. Mm. Like my son, for example, I asked him the question. He's like, I'd quit my job and I'd write books. And I'm like, okay, well, where's your divine destiny? <laughs> your, de- your divine destiny is to be an author. Eh, kind of like your old man. Don't wait until you're 50 years old to figure that out. Um, you know, it's the thing that you would, you would spend the rest of your life doing if you could. That's, mm-hmm. That is very close to your divine destiny. And a lot of us compromise. We 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 sell out. We compromise. We do something else for a career because we can make a living doing it, thinking that we can't make a living doing what we really love doing. Yeah. Um, and what God has planned for most of us for our divine destiny is the thing we love doing the most. And for me, it's writing. And for Ginny, it's it's cooking. And for Greg, it's you know web design, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no,
0: no, no. Eh, eh, eh. No, nah, it's it's broadcasting. It's reaching people. It's, you know, right. breaking the religious mold, you know?
1: Yep. You know, you, found you know out, what I would do? You know, after I found out that I was my destiny was to be a writer, uh, I challenged Denise. See, she had done graphic design forever, and she really didn't love doing it. She loves painting. And now she's painting. Um uh, Nice. And there'll be more on that in the future. Um, she's going to start selling her paintings at some point. Not ready to do that yet. But, you know, she she discovered her destiny and she's doing it. And it's taken a little bit of time. Uh, once you figure out what your destiny is, it takes a little bit of time to adjust <laughs> your life so that you can actually pursue it. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's worth- interesting
0: because... Like, I ask God all the time, like, like, I think, and I think that's like a, I think that's like a good question that people have, you know, not not a good question, but, you know, like, I always, I always, you know, ask God, you know, what what was planned for me was. And, you know, in my heart, like, my thing, like, was always like, I always wanted to help people. I wanted to, like, talk to people and be able to help them, right? But in my head, I thought that meant I had to be a counselor. So, you know, I went after all these things like how to be a counselor and all this stuff, which there's nothing wrong with learning that. But like when I finally like got with the program with God, what he was trying to teach me how to do, it wasn't anything like I thought, but it was exactly what I thought. You know, like now I get to talk to people every day. I mean, that's what I do is I talk to people, but I don't have to be a
1: counselor. Right. You know? you get to do it in a way that's comfortable for you. Yeah. On a broadcast. Yeah. Through DMS, through email, you know, yeah. On zoom chats or whatever. Um, But
0: God's got a plan for everybody. If if you're on this side of the dirt, God's got a plan for you. True story. Yeah.
1: He does. Don't wait until you're, uh, you know, 50 or 60 to find it out find it out is you know when you're young and start pursuing it because you'll be happy yeah. and content and, and and you know once you start pursuing your divine destiny the resources of heaven uh, start following behind you and you can actually uh, be somewhat successful financially through uh, your your living out your divine destiny
0: mm-hmm yep I remember a couple of years ago when I walked away from Doing web design, you know, having it out with God at the kitchen sink doing dishes. I'm like, but God, this is what I do. This is how I how I take care of my family. He's like, Do you trust me? And I'm like, I do trust you. And he's, but this is what I don't know how to do it any other way. He's like, But do you trust me? Do you trust me? And finally I was like, Okay, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. And then the enemy pops up and it like gives me all this work and stuff, and I'm like, No. I'm stepping yep. out and I'm doing this thing and I'm
1: doing it a different way. It it uh, took me a year. To get it into my thick skull that I was not destined to be a paramedic. I'd been a medic for 35 years. That's all I really ever did as an adult. And Denise started speaking into my life, telling me that I was supposed to be an author. And I just couldn't see it. I just did not compute. I was yeah. like, no, I won't make any money. There's there's no way that I can, you know, pay the bills. Um, I just had this mental stronghold in my mind that I could not be an author. Uh, I was just going to be a paramedic until I retired. And I would probably work as a paramedic after I was retired because I didn't have a pension. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was very, very difficult for me to give up that idea that I was destined to be a paramedic. But once I embraced, once I just opened the door for the possibility that I could write books, and make a living doing it. Um, it, My life totally changed, and I became a much happier person. The last two years I worked as a paramedic, I was stressed out every single day. I really didn't like the work anymore. It was, I was doing a lot of high-risk transports. Um, It was very stressful, and I really did not like, I just didn't enjoy it at all. And thank God, Uh, Denise came along and challenged me and said, look, you know, start writing books. So it it took three years. It actually took four years. She started talking to me in 2012 about transitioning out of working as a paramedic and becoming an author. And then in 2013, 14, and 2015, we published three books each year, a total of nine books. By the time we had our first nine books published, I was able to make the leap and quit my job as a paramedic. Mm-hmm. And I have never regretted a minute of it. But you know, it was That's a process. Awesome. It took four years for me to uh, first grasp the idea that I was in the wrong field, and then set up uh, some, a body of work that would allow me to transition out of my job into what I really love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not something you can do overnight, usually. But it's, to- it's totally worth it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. All right, All man. Right. Well, this was an interesting Medic Monday.
1: It was an interesting Medic Monday. You never know what you're going to... It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you never know what you're going to yeah.
0: get. Now, I think this will be available for replay, but I don't know that we could download it. So I, It is no. available for replay. Yeah, and there
1: is a way to download it. Uh, All right. All right. <laughs> even though technically there isn't. And in fact, there is. There's always a way to download videos. Yeah.
0: Even if you screen recorded. It. I,
1: I'll, I'll download this and I'm going to upload it to uh, Rumble later today.
0: All right. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah, because I think this was good. I mean, like. Who'd ever thought we'd talk about cooking with medic on a on a medic
1: Monday? But it happened, folks. I I mean, we got to have know, record of that. <laughs> uh, it's it's always a little bit of a surprise, and I always love hanging out with you and talking to you. I do too, man.
0: It, you know, it's just so great, and I know people people really like it. They like our chemistry together, and and you know, I think we I think we bring the chill, the calm to people. So, you know, but listen, here's the thing, guys. Like. Like you know, we've had a couple like misses over the last few weeks with uh with the medic Mondays. Like Dave was traveling, I was traveling. Um, not You're traveling next Monday. Yeah, I'm traveling. I'm I'm gonna be traveling. So what we're gonna try to do is is record them like like in advance. Maybe we'll do one you know in advance, or I don't know about doing one from the road yet. I mean, with meetings though, we might be able to. Um, you might be able to. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I know that Monday I'll be traveling though, so I'll be I don't think I could do it from the airplane yet. But, <laughs> uh, but we're gonna keep going on this though. So just uh just bear with us.
1: Be flexible. Yeah. Always be flexible. And we may have to call it audible at the line of scrimmage, just letting you know. Uh
0: <laughs> yeah. well, I mean we all the
1: trouble we had today, we still pulled it out, you know? So if- and now we know we've got meetings as as a backup if everything else falls apart. Yeah,
0: I'm getting ready to jump on a meeting about meetings. So, oh, right on. And, uh, yeah, so we're we're making we're making improvements, making it happen. Cool beans. Glad to hear it. So. All right, Bunny. All right, man. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for thanks for uh, being flexible with us today and and coming over and doing a new thing on CloudHub.
1: If you need prayer and you're in the chat, send me a message on CloudHub. Just send me a direct message, and I'll pray for you. Uh, I, I did see some prayer requests in the chat, but I didn't want to get in, into that too much. Send me a message uh, through CloudHub, and I will. Uh, I'll pray for you. And if you need emotional healing, let me know. Um, I'll send you a link to that emotional healing book. Woohoo! A lot of people have been talking about that again lately. Yep. That's
0: always a good one.
1: It's a, it's a thing.
0: It really is. It really is. And it came out of obedience doing a new thing. Yep. So, All right, guys. Well, I can't play an outro song for you, so, I mean, I'm just going to have to turn off the meeting. You're not going to sing the outro? <laughs> well, I usually do renegades. Renegades. Right.
1: Well, let's kill the meeting. That's again. it.
0: All right. All right. God bless you
1: guys. God bless you, everybody. Love you, Greg. All right. Love you too, bud.